You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. This is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. We're back. Keeping it hot and fresh, like yesterday's bread. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michael kept up his end of the bet. Yeah. The head pretty, is shaved. It's pretty close to shave. <laughs> I I thought about that after I got done with my haircut and how mad I was, and I said, well, I wanted to get it shaved. Close enough. I never thought you'd do it, but you got a nice Is that what you did? You asked for, the, asked for the close enough? Yeah. <laughs> no, I asked for the good enough. <laughs> Looks good. Challenge your imagination to come alive and to battle with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. Shut my battleship. <laughs> I got a bingo! What do I win? It's Operation, the Wacky Doctors game, where you're the Wacky Doctor. Battery's not included. I am ruined. My turn. Shall we play a game? I'm back from Origins. Went to that gaming convention, and it was fun. In Columbus, Ohio? Yeah. Where they have it? Greater Columbus Convention Center. Is that right downtown? Yeah. Is it huge? Near Nationwide huh. Arena. Okay, yeah. I know right next is. to North been Market. There. Have you ever been to North Market? Yeah. I had not. It was awesome. I, it And, like, I kept seeing people talk about it online, like, oh, they love to go to Origins because of North Market. And I'm mm-hmm. like, we live not too far from Columbus. I never even heard of it. I've been to North End Market yeah. <laughs> in Vienna. Yeah. Is that the same thing? No. <laughs> but it's like just food from around the world. It's like, you know, a, it looks like someplace you'd see, uh, you know, where you'd expect somebody to be throwing fish around. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was really yeah. awesome. We just ordered everything and ate some of it. But while I was there, standing in line for an ice cream cone, and guess who was standing behind me? Dave Filoni. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good guess. No. Zach no. Galifianakis. No, it was Rich Sommer <gasps> from Mad Men nice. and all the other crap we were talking about. But, uh, yeah, so I got to finally actually see him in person. I turned around and I was like, hey, Rich. <laughs> uh, he, we were talking and I said, you know, I made that piece. Oh, yeah, he thanked me again. And it was just funny to see him huh. there. But that, I'd say about that place that what I liked was, like Gen Con is enormous that I'm going to. And, now, is it, and this is your first trip to Origins. Origins yeah. You've been to Gen Con many times. Yeah, a couple but times. But this is the second biggest convention. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It it's not super big, but that it feels bigger than it is. Honestly, it's a really nice. All the everybody's there. You know. Yeah, I, I was trying to. I was thinking, telling tell Michael about this. Reminds me of how when you go to those uh, Bigfoot things, you're like. Get your picture taken with this person, that person. Yeah. I was like, 
We don't know who the heck these people are. That's the same thing. Like yeah. I get there, all those these people are there. The same equivalent. <gasps> I'm like, yeah. it's that guy who no one knows, but us. <laughs> I was like, so, so. Hey, Doctor Jeff Meldrum would take offense to that <laughs> as the preeminent, uh, whatever he is yeah, in the big exactly, field. whatever, yeah, whatever that's called. Anyway, we had a really good time, and we'll definitely go again. We got to play some games that haven't come out yet, and. I was actually playing a game and wasn't sure about some how to do something, and uh, the lady that was running it just called the guy that designed the game, and he, you know, got on the phone with him. He's like, "Well, you're going to want to do." That. I was like, "No, I, I thought you should be at a Sasquatch <laughs> conference. Nobody knows who you are except me." <laughs> anyway, we had fun. So, is this like? Do they just kind of run like the circuit? Is it pretty much the same games that are at Gen Con? These are, this is, there's not very many releases at Origins. Like, everybody's games come out at Gen Con. Okay. Like, that's the big deal. Yeah. Like, there will be, they'll, they have totally taken over the convention center in Indianapolis and now Lucas Oil Stadium. Right. Got into last year, now they've got, filling all of it. Like, they put, posted today, if you haven't bought a pass yet, you may not get one. It's Mm -hmm. huge. And they were saying last year they made, there's like $71 million flowed into Indianapolis because of this convention and they're expecting right. more. It's just huge. So anyway, Origins isn't like that. It was much, I would assume that, uh, Gen Con feels a little bit like San Diego Comic Con because it's just a lot of freaking people and, and. So were you able to see everything you wanted to see in the one day? Yeah, actually. Yeah. I, but I'd like, we're going to do a couple days next year. So I had more time to, Stop and play things. Anyway, it was fun. I saw several people locally posting about it or posting pictures. So yeah, our our area had a pretty big contingent of folks go up there. Yeah, I recommend it if you you know and yeah, eat what walk right across the street and eat at North Market. It's awesome. Um, we need to talk some theme parks here. <laughs> Some theme yeah, I wasn't, sure, wasn't sure where this fit. <laughs> it, it, it fits right here. Uh, we saw some news. Tell, tell the yeah, news. So Universal Studios Japan, we haven't done a news show for a couple, at least a couple weeks now. <clears throat> so Universal Studios Japan has made this, you know, it's, it was big announcement. Super Nintendo World is coming. And... I thought, who better to tell us all about this <laughs> than Mario himself? What's it going to be? Yeah, Mario's here, everybody. Of Just, course. You know, he's been sitting here on his his white gloves trying to keep things tempered down, but he, he's busting at the seams. He wants to tell us all about what is what is Super Nintendo World going to be like? <laughs> it's me, Mario. I'm just not so happy that I can finally get through the the, the uh, contract negotiations. <laughs> you, you, they I, make you do that yourself. Or? I told you guys last time that my my lawyer Yoshi and Dude they had to do a lot of negotiation because you know I wasn't getting the rewards that I needed to get, and uh, you know I've been around the block a time or two, and you can't pull the beach over me. Uh. Yeah, so Yoshi is like is your Japanese correspondent. Yes. See. <laughs> 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 I'm very, very 
Didn't know Mario spoke, <laughs> spoke so many languages. Yeah. Oh, you know, you go down in those tubes, there's all kinds of creatures, they talk all kinds of different languages. So I want, I want to know, what kind of rides will there be at a Super Nintendo park? <laughs> well, uh, and you got to be very extra to ride on the mustache. Only one to be. I'm not getting in line for the mustache rides. Oh, no, I thought you were talking about the Princess Peach. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, that's that's the nightlife at Super okay. Nintendo World. Mario's a bit of a good. perv. What, um, what else? What, I want to know if Mario can think of any rides that might be there. Well, I, I assume uh, you'll get to ride on a cloud. Uh, and, ride on a cloud? Uh, <laughs> and, and you might have a ride that's got Yoshi, since he's my Japanese correspondent. He probably put something in there for you, for him. And uh, let me see. Uh, uh, I bet there's like a VR room where you... You you go in there and you eat a mushroom and you grow bigger. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I just I'm just the face. I'm the good looks. Uh, I don't I don't I don't know behind what, the scenes. Uh. What Mario means to be saying right here is that in fact they have announced. Stop. I want to know what else. Is a Mario Kart ride. Oh, or a Mario Kart now attraction. Doesn't that seem like? The ride. The logical. The logical ride. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Kart. I assume you just thought we already knew about that, but like, well, how, how are they going to bring that to life? I wasn't thinking of that because I don't like to be bumped. I like to do the bumping. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, sir, you know, you, they probably... I don't know. Let me take it over the cliff. Cliff seems to know more about it than I do. I don't want to get kicked out. You're just the face of the company. That's right. Oh, I'm Lord. the pretty he's, mustache. He's, he's here for meet and greets only. <laughs> yeah, so Mario Kart, uh, the attraction has been announced, which the park is calling the world's most advanced technology, whatever that means, I assume. <laughs> Go-karts? <laughs> yeah. Carmel had those like 30 years ago. Right. We've, we've, we've hit that technology. Uh, I assume it's some sort of VR experience with, uh, I, I actually, and this is eventually coming to Orlando and those parks. Uh, Universal Studios has purchased like a 500 acre lot right there <clears throat> adjacent to their parks that will, could be a all new theme park or it could be an expansion of a land like Japan's doing. And probably a couple of hotels. We don't know yet. Um, I, I, I would have to imagine they would have to capitalize and do some sort of nin- Nintendo hotels, you know, theming-wise is what I would do. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Mario's going to be there for meet and greets. Um, you, 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 did you know that? Yes. <laughs> Guests will pass through an iconic green pipe, warping them into the Mushroom Kingdom. Woo! We like the mushrooms. uh. (laughs) I eat them every day. They make me feel big and strong. uh. (laughs) But before stepping inside, guests will have a chance to hit what guests will have a chance to hit what begins every Nintendo game: the start button. So, right, start before you go. Uh, Colorful Mushroom Kingdom looks as if it jumped right out of the Nintendo console. This is referring to a video they showed. Uh, featuring multiple layers of grass-covered platforms. The Castle of Bowser, King of the Koopas, will be a huge part of Super Nintendo Land with a menacing entrance shaped like King Koopa's head. 
flanked by huge piranha plants. That's a bunch of crap. Have you guys, anybody been to Universal Studios? A long time ago. Oh, and we have I that have. on tape. Now. And when I was like 11, so it's been okay. a while. Okay, so. You were I've always been curious because, uh, you know, they have some Always had the Marvel there, yeah. stuff, too, before Marvel got all big. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Marvel stuff is very um, much the classic comic book rendition. Yeah. So they the can characters. still have that there? Yeah, oh yeah, no, no. Marvel license. sold um, the theme park rights to Universal back in the 90s when Perlmutter... Uh-huh. Perlmutter... took over and they were because marvel was almost bankrupt so they were just selling everything to whoever would take it right um and you can look up the contract online but basically it says um disney can't use those characters which they own in any theme park east of the mississippi they can have them in japan they can have them in paris they can have them in california but not Orlando, Florida. You huh. mentioned that VR experience. I was yeah. seeing videos of where they're incorporating them into roller coaster rides. Mm, oh, yeah. So I could see them doing that with like a go-kart track where you would put on like a headset or something and well, change the whole landscape. I heard somebody kind of brainstorming about the possibility, if you remember like Star Trek The Next Generation when they had like oh, the, yeah. the hollow deck uh-huh. and being something similar to that yeah. in real life. It's, I mean, it's not far off. Yeah. It's just you would have to wear like hands and gloves and like, right. you'd have to wear like a hollow suit or something. So, yeah, I, that's as much as we know so far on Super Nintendo Land. So, worst kept secret is it's coming to Orlando sometime. Right. I'm sure after Star Wars Land debuts. Well, there was some Disney news too. Yeah, so Disney Parks has filed a patent application for a new shield-drawing experience. Coming to the theme parks. Who would that be about? I thought... Wait, we just said we can't have Marvel rides, right? Well, we can't have them in Orlando. <laughs> oh, oh what? go on. <laughs> so, yeah, there, I've actually I've got some drawings here of what, it, again, it looks like a, a some sort of VR experience um, where guests make a throwing motion with their arm to throw cap shield and uh, the shield slides down the rail. It could be a Tron ride. Throwing your disc around. Yeah. Well, we already have a Tron ride um, in Japan or in something. Shanghai, in Shanghai that is rumored to be coming before uh, Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary in 2021. Um, at first, they had rumored to be going in Magic Kingdom where the um, Tomorrowland, where you drive the cars, Tomorrowland Grand Prix um, has always been, but that's kind of outdated now. And now the latest rumor is it could be going into the old universe of energy location over in Epcot. We don't know yet, but it looks like it's coming. But as far as Captain America, yeah, it's it's, it's a cap shield attraction where guests um, will be able to, you know, toss his shield around. They toss um, the shield and the 1960s cartoon theme song comes on about throwing his shield. Maybe. 
Actually, uh, there there is some guesstimation that it could be coming uh, as an add-on because Disneyland just at uh, California Adventure just. Uh, yeah, I've got all the drawings. There's <laughs> <laughs> a shield. Cal- California <laughs> Adventure just debuted the new Guardians of the Galaxy attraction. Right. So it could be Something an add-on. Breakout or yeah, what? Mission Breakout at the old uh, Tower of Terror. Yeah. So. But I thought it was pretty cool. You throw sh- Cap Shield in there yeah. some way, somehow. Yeah. Knock down bad guys. Sling a ding ding. I heard there was some, uh, some Disney legend news. You down with the king? <laughs> yeah, so, so we, we'd mentioned earlier about these Disney, le- the new Disney legends and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and Oprah. Um, but it looks like we talked about a while back. I mean, these a while, were, these yeah, were announced, announced a while ago, yeah. and apparently so it seems now, like an afterthought. What's happening? Yeah, Jack Kirby is now. I don't know if this is Disney saying, "Hey, Marvel, get your crap together and and honor him some way." If you're not going to do it, we're going to do it for you. Right. If you're not uh, going to honor Oprah, we're going to do <laughs> it. Right. So D23, when when they all become officially Disney legends and get their name up on the windows, uh, Jack Kirby's going to be included in that now. So, so that's I, pretty I cool. wonder if there was any pressure, you know, putting Stan in, but not Jack. Well, I wondered that too. Trying to make sure there's some equality there, and you know, they yeah. they should be a a package deal, I would think. If it would yeah, just really. be amazing if he was like still alive and got to see all this. Like that's the raw deal of. Well, that's all the whole this. thing is Warner. You know, DC has really honored him more than. Marvel ever has. We can't all live to be a hundred years old like freaking Stanley. <laughs> Not everybody's gonna get to see everything. You either die Jack Kirby or you live long enough to become Stanley. That's right. That's right. They uh but so now we're gonna have Princess Leia's handing out chocolate medals mm-hmm. and Jack Kirby's handing out cigars. Right? Or Kirby dots. <laughs> Or Kirby Cosmic Dots. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the ice cream of the future. Yeah, yeah. I can actually I can see that work. That's good. So let's roll into some Star Wars. Ooh. Star Wars. Disney related, right? That's right. So there was some pretty big news, right, about... Somebody's got to explain this to me. Yeah, I, I haven't done the research on this either, other than hearing who's out the door and who's in the door. Yeah. I don't even know who these directors were. What is well, their They did pedigree? the Lego movie, I ah, believe. okay. And 22 Jump Street. Okay. But they're... Keep talking. <laughs> thing is, they, the thing is, they hired these guys. They should have known kind of what they were getting, but they're very... Uh, it's not structured, I guess. They they started like filming. Yeah, Keep they started going. filming. They like it just wasn't the Disney way. I was gonna say, yeah, that does not hold up well in the Disney machine. And it, yeah, and the just basically that they Kathleen Kennedy and them were not real happy with how loosey goosey they were doing this, and it didn't feel like a Star Wars yeah. movie. She was saying there they were like three quarters of the way through yeah. principal photography, right, or filming. Well, the la- they did this the same thing with um, Rogue One. They filmed all kinds of stuff, and then yeah, then they true. brought in a bunch of other directors yep. at the end to cut all this together and make it look like a Star Wars movie because they did, they were real worried about the right. way it was coming. So 
It's the same deal again, really. And he, they, but these guys weren't willing to compromise at the end. They said, no, we're either doing it the way we agreed at the beginning or we're just, we're out. You know, so what, you know, I'm not super, I'm not super I, I, worried I, yeah. about it. Yeah. Simply because, because number one, it's Disney and I'm always going to trust Disney no matter what. Cause I'm a homer. <laughs> <laughs> and they can do no wrong. That is a Disney shirt, right? You're wearing right now. Yeah. This is a, <laughs> yeah. This is That's what I thought. Yep. <laughs> um, but also, they've brought in Ron Howard. Yeah. So. Which, who, uh, who's got such great hits recently as Inferno. And what was the one before that that the, didn't fly? The Boat and the Whale. Yeah. Um, Beyond what? the Sea or. Master, what, was it Master Commander? Was that him? No, it no, was it was whale. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, the, the one with, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah, it was not a hit either. The Heart Has of the he Sea. Has ever done anything that's like. Sci-fi or Apollo thirteen's pretty spacey. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's realistic. Like, uh, I mean, well, I, well, yeah. The I Grinch who stole Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> I like Ron Howard. I will say I that. I don't, I'm not trashing on him. And I, I just mean this sounds. He's like got a little history with. I, wait till they water. realize that he knows George Lucas pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But what do they want from these movies? Like, I get the saga movies. Have they a want very Clint set Howard. Thing. They want Clint a way Howard. to get Clint Howard in there. <laughs> it's a package deal, guys. Well, you gotta it. hire my brother if, if you want. If you there. want that Clint Howard magic. <laughs> no, but I get you know the saga movies having a tight rein on them. They have to be this certain style, this certain tone. But with all these origin movies, like, and you're hiring some offbeat directors, why not trust them to just try something cool and offbeat and different? Why are you? Why do you hire them if you don't want what they're going to do? Know. I think it's because it's the popular thing to do. Uh, I think it is. That's the thing you do nowadays: is hire and put it in the hands of someone, and then don't let them do right. what, what you liked scared, about them. They get scared to death. It doesn't feel Star Wars. I don't know. We can't have it be a super. Jo- it would have been kind of jokey. I, I think. You know, I don't know whether they're going to take some of that away from it or not, but mm-hmm. I would, I, that's the vibe I got. It was a little too mm-hmm. funny and not Star Wars. but it's just, yeah. Forgive me. Who it's cares? It's just Star Wars. Right. Who cares? <laughs> right. Oh, I this love isn't it. the Bible or Blasphemous. the Quran. Like, right. I know. I know. I get it, but. I, I totally agree. It's not, to me, it's not, well, I've said this a million times, it's not the Skywalker saga. That does have it, some, it, Reverence for that. I don't want them to be jokey with, oh, with yeah. that. But these side things. We're yeah, talking about Han Solo. Yeah, nobody ever. If, if there's a character that you can do that with, right. it's, it should nobody be Nobody ever asked for this. I still, if I never saw this movie, I'd be fine. I know that's not what I'm looking for. I'm cool with them creating it. And like he's saying, why not just take a chance? Yeah. They're scared to death to take a chance. I don't know. But I will say this. I. It, it, it sounds like it was kind of Kathleen Kennedy's deal, headness, and she's she doesn't make many mistakes. No, so she maybe she maybe it was a catastrophe, and we just don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, we we to be continued, but yeah. But I mean, I, do I mean, you it's, still it's so very you know you think George Lucas? I mean, all he did was he did what he took chance after chance after chance on all of his. You know the way he made movies was constantly trying to push. Forward. Anybody still expect this to come out May? In May, mm. I mean, I'd be. I can't. I can't really see him changing that date, but I, that's they got to be feeling the the crunch there. If Justice League comes out when it's supposed to come out, I would say then 
I mean, after they're doing all their reshoots the way, and yeah. you know, apparently changing some things, then I would say they can do the same thing with Han Solo. Anyway, yeah, it was kind of a crazy deal, but I, w- I wish they would like give these guys a chance because like there was a, there's a, been a big hubbub with Colin Trevorrow, who is doing he's he's supposed to do the next Star Wars movie. Am I thinking about that right? Episode sure. nine. I think that he's supposed to do that. And this is the guy that did... Boy, I, I really should have looked this up. I'm thinking he did Safety Not Guaranteed, which I love. And then, and then he... But then he did, he did Jurassic World, which was super successful. And then somehow he got this, because it was one of those deals they're just giving it to the new hot directors. And then he put out the Book of Henry a week or two ago, which looks terrible. <laughs> And that, and everybody lost their minds. Like, and he's in charge of Star Wars. <laughs> and that guy will never win now. He can't win because now he's yeah. going to get all these people helping him try to fix whatever he does. And they're going to say, Oh, look what JJ did. It was so good. And look what Ryan Johnson did. Who's doing episode eight. And I, I love Ryan Johnson. He did Looper yeah. and Brick mm-hmm. and all that. But I expect that to be a success. And if, Nine isn't a success. It's Trevor's fault. If it is a success, it's because they gave him all this help. You know, he he he'll never win now. Well, yeah, I I, I see what you're saying. Um, you know, it's like, do you do you really? Yeah, <laughs> that was a intense look he gave. Yeah, serious. Let's just. Roll. It was you know, I mean, Richard Marquard that followed you know. Kirshner after that's like the that's like the king off of uh, Shrek, King Farquaad. <laughs> that's where it came from. <laughs> anyway, if they're gonna make so many of these movies so fast, one after the other, they've got to figure it out. They got to know what they want or don't want and before they, to, they get halfway through them and then have to change it. So. And they have to realize what the inevitability. They are not all going to be great. They're just not. Yeah. Once you once you got up your quantity, you're gonna lose your quality. So we're gonna somebody we're gonna hate some of these someday. They can't all be caravan of courage. <laughs> they really can't. <laughs> they really can't. Oh, itchy. <laughs> that was the holiday special. Oh. Gosh, get it right. We already heard you're it. It's just Star Wars. Wars. Well, just Star Wars clip. <laughs> Let's get rolling. Rolling this. I might movie. get death death threats. From my- <laughs> yeah, that's true. From right there, like three feet away from you. <laughs> Let's roll into some movies here. Now, I saw a couple tweets that I thought were interesting. I didn't know. I didn't hear a lot of talk about them. So, well, one was James Gunn tweeted a picture of a VCR that was, and he, and he was he didn't play it off very well, but he's like I. For some reason, I was just thinking about the VCR we had when I was a kid had wood paneling on it, and he had a picture of it, and it was a Quasar VCR. So, so I, I yeah, he's supposed to be working on the third script right now, right? Right for a, yeah, GOG. So uh, pretty clear that we're gonna get some Quasar, unless he's just really jerking our chains. It was just. <laughs> Maybe totally he just possible. really likes wood paneling VCRs. Maybe, yeah, maybe he was eating some Who mushrooms. Doesn't? Bring back the wood. And I saw when uh, James McElroy t- had, tweeted when I had a picture of a razor. Like he's going to have to be oh. cutting his hair. Uh-oh. So 
We need I don't more know whether X-Men. I was supposed to expect him more X-Men to be here or not to be in an X-Men movie. But, and so Jessica Chastain is in talks to be an X-Men villain in the future. Like, she's been wanting to get into one of these superhero movies. She's a really, I, I think she's a really good actress, but can't, Cliff's looking off in the distance like you're trying to think who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. No, I know who you're talking about. I, was I don't. Jessica Chastain. Uh, she was in Interstellar. Um, that was a good movie. Yeah, she was the main one. Okay. Okay. Anyway, li- tell us about Lilandra. The Shire, she are princess. The Shire princess. I am from the Shire. <laughs> you asking me? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. She's like a princess from the Shire Empire. <laughs> from the Shire. They're like they have cool hair, and they came to Earth, and like she romanced Professor Xavier for a while, and he went out to space with her. So I could back. see, I could see sparks between. Chastain and McAvoy. Yeah, he um, ran, he ran into the bathroom, got his razor as soon as he saw there was talks. Get some star jammers. <laughs> what? You know what the star jammers are? I can't I can't remember off the top of my head. They're Sounds like, familiar. They're like space pirates. Oh yeah. The the leader is uh, Cyclops' father. And they all talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly there's an accent. It's like the ice pirates, but they're stars. And they were talking more about the Venom thing. They keep coming out, different statements every day. So it's all obsolete by the time you're hearing this. It's all canon, baby! Um, Carnage is going to be in the movie. and That's the, another big shock that it shouldn't be a big shock. Right, right. right. And so does that not sound like they're trying to play him off as a hero if Carnage is going to be the villain? It does kind of sound like that, yes. So what the heck is going on? Well, how Do we... <laughs> Like, do we know what is he playing, Eddie Brock, or I, who I, he's playing? I I thought he was. Yeah, Tom Hardy. You're talking yeah. about. No, you know, maybe they're gonna play it off like they would have done it with Spider-Man getting Venom. You know, I mean, he's gonna be like a good guy with with gets the suit. And goes. Does this movie sound like a good idea to anybody? <laughs> Somebody's got to keep a hold of them rights one way or another. God. That's what it seems to be about. Oh, yeah. Well, they said they're already planning like this stuff to combine universes with the Spider-Man, like while well, Spider-Man Homecoming, and eventually that's supposed to go back Sony's direction. Mm-hmm. And Tom Holland was was saying he, he's signed for three movies, you know, expecting with Sony. Yeah, and then and they're already talking about other characters, like they. Someone was writing something, thinking it was going to have um, Mysterio and Craven, and uh, and even well, originally Bruce Campbell was supposed to play Mysterio in, in what would have been Spider-Man Four, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man Four, and it said like he could still do that. Uh-huh. This is all a bunch of I, but I just there's so few great movie villains. Like, why not make Venom like a great villain? Instead of trying to make another kind of subpar hero or a, you know, an anti-hero, whatever he would be, just make him an awesome villain in the next Spider-Man movie. I, I knew this I, was going to happen agree. when they brought Spider-Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, you knew it was bad news. It was it was written on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> now Sony's going to screw up the whole great thing they've built. Over Give there. us a. It's just Spider-Man. Tell you that. Tell you that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Touche. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff. Do you guys have anything specific in movies? I read all I had. I have more movie stuff. But well, you see the Jurassic movie. Park poster? I couldn't help I but say no to. They're dinosaur eggs. Speaking of Jurassic Park, yeah. Michael's eating dinosaur eggs. Egg candy? Dinosaur yeah. eggs? Is there chocolate in them or something? They're like mint espresso bean oh. chocolate. Oh, yeah. Okay. Give you a little extra pep. Yeah, my so delicious in your stuff. what killed off the dinosaurs. Yeah. You shared, uh. Yeah, they anime. came out of that poster. Is, was that for real? Yes. I thought it was fake. No, they released poster. They're in production, you know, making this is Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. That's going to be the name of the movie. And the tagline was Life Finds a Way. Yeah. Should have been Life, uh, Finds a Way. But. Oh yeah, cause Goldblum's supposed to come back. Right. For the next one. Which, okay. you know, I've, I had a little excite about that, but, uh, <laughs> but then I saw the Transformers poster for it. And I didn't get so excited. You know, I just like, I don't, I just well, wonder whether, Jurassic Park, the original is one of the great movie posters of all time. Right. That's just the logo. If you put, I almost yeah. put them side by side and yeah. said, what is different here? One is an iconic poster and one is a Transformers 8 poster. <laughs> and that just really bothers me. Cause if you're going to go so far as to have that as your tagline, like this, it could be a chance to bring it back. Not, Jurassic World was not terrible. But no, it, but I—I I mean, I, I enjoyed watching it, but it's not an, icon, an iconic yeah. movie. It's just a rolling with the franchise thing, you know. I think they pratifying Jurassic Park was not necessarily the way to go. <laughs> he may not have been used well there. I think that's trying to get a hashtag going. <laughs> pratifying. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> That was very subtle how he dropped that in there. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis says he quit acting. R.I.P. Daniel Day. He's going to go <laughs> retire into the hills with Alan Moore. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Yeah. He's kind of like quit before, so. Uh, I'll come back as his iconic role as Sasquatch. Why does anybody, I mean... I don't know. Well, he's like, I mean, this is, he's known as being like our best actor, you know. Really? He's been nominated. Yeah, I mean, he's good. It, Who's well, tell me when you saw Lincoln. Not that I was in love with the movie, but tell me when you saw Lincoln that you could picture what Lincoln really looked like. <laughs> because he like became him. And I love There Will Be Blood. And so I'm really looking forward to the new the his last movie. <laughs> what, uh, I think it's the next Jurassic Park movie, right? Yeah, it's called Phantom Thread. And it's another Paul Thomas Anderson movie that they're doing together. Anyway, he like he's a very method actor. He like he was doing Last of the Mohicans. He learned how to build a canoe, and he just goes overboard. I love that story about uh, oh. Uh, the movie Marathon Man. It starred the what's his name Rain, Rain Man Dustin yeah, Hoffman, Hoffman yeah. and he he plays a guy who who's an insomniac and so like he stayed up for two days straight and went and ran several miles before the scene and like was totally method into it and then apparently Lawrence Olivier said to him Have you ever tried acting, dear boy? <laughs> so like all these actors who like have to become the part. He's like, or you could just maybe act. Right. <laughs> Would you like to play the part or be the part? Save 
Martha! Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before Zod! Under roof! Set it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> so, I watched a movie with Michael Keaton. My son came home and he, uh, I said, we need to watch a movie. Oh, is this the McDonald's movie? <laughs> yeah. He works at McDonald's after a hard day at work at McDonald's. He came home and I said, we're going to watch a movie. He's like, oh, good. <laughs> Little did he know. You should have made him go, like, grill your burger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I worked at McDonald's, too, when, right, you know, in high school, and it's just, anyone that worked at McDonald's should have to watch this movie. Not that it's, like, punishment, but to really see how, well, supposedly it went down. I mean, it looked really good in the trailer. He's, it's, Michael Keaton is great in it. It's, you know, it's a good movie. Definitely worth watching. I, it's not perfect, but we enjoyed it. But it, he, that Ray Kroc, you know, is who you yeah. always hear having started McDonald's. Well, he basically just stole it from the McDonald's brothers, yeah. who were Nick Offerman was one of them, and I can't think of the guy's name who played the other brother. Ronald. What's Ronald. that? It was Ronald, I think. <laughs> did, did it have an appearance from Willard Scott as Ronald McDonald? No. no, I don't want to see it. <laughs> anyway, it was all these pretty, topical references were new. Right, right, right. <laughs> it was pretty good. I liked it. He did a good job. Um, nobody's watched anything. Watch any movies? Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, what do you think? The week behind. Oh my lord, Almighty! That was <laughs> perfection in a movie. Perfection in a movie. I loved it so much. It was just delicious. Well, you missed out on our very long discussion, so let's stay spoiler free because people may not, you know. Okay. We gave ample warnings on the last one, so give us some opinions. Yeah. But. I felt very woke. <laughs> yeah. Because you were a little sexist, I have to admit, on that last episode. So I'm glad you got some. Uh, well, I went corrective Wonder Woman. I went and watched it with my wife. We both loved it and enjoyed it. Um, it was several weeks after it came out, and it was still packed. Like, the theater, it was, like, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if it actually sold out in that showing, and I was shocked that that late in the game that it was still selling that many tickets. Um, That's good to hear. I understand that some people are, I'll call them Marvel fans, are... Talking about how it's very similar to certain shield-throwing character, that there are some story elements that kind of are similar, yet different at the same time. I I will I will allow it. Well, it's there's true. Obvious, I'll allow yeah. it. It's yeah. There's I'll obviously allow. some you know similarities, but right. I I didn't. The, it stops there, I thought, you know. But, I mean, she was, you know, she's the fish out of water. It's a old war and all that, and she's got a shield, and, you know, like, yes. W- without, hopefully sounding sexist, <laughs> um, she perfectly embodies the character of Wonder Woman to a T. Like, I couldn't, 
Like Go I remember ahead. when she You're was. Trying to line, yeah. Mike, <laughs> so I, was like, I was like, "What? <laughs> These compliments are pretty sexy." <laughs> Fuck, you go in far worse detail, but oh, I'm keeping no, it wrong tough, direction. Yeah. We were- but anyway, <laughs> but she was the like because I remember when she was cast as Wonder Woman, and I didn't care about the size or anything like that as the characters on. She got it. I actually there was the. Um, Lady or the actress that played Sif in Thor movie, she was up for it originally, and I thought she would have made a good Wonder Woman. I'm glad they went with her; like she was perfect, and it was shot like brilliantly. And I like I loved it, just like the scene changes. And I don't think this is giving any spoiler away, but when she first comes into London, I believe, yeah, and she's like, "This is ugly." Like that was great. Like there were so many great like. It was just, it was fantastic. I loved it. I would see it again. I highly recommend it, and it's a great movie for girls of all ages to go see. Did we miss anything in our view from the artist's perspective, design-wise, set design, costume design? I thought the color whole, look. The whole, I love like the whole Amazon scenery. Like, I actually wanted more of that of on the island of their mascara. Like, I really. <laughs> enjoyed that and loved everything about the Amazons how they fought. <laughs> I love it when I mispronounce words. It's great. As I just saw, see them all crinkle up and laugh. You see me and, type it over here. And, <laughs> <laughs> see, there's a word like that that I actually practice. Tiara mascara. Alright, Jordan. That's the well, ladiest, that is the most ladiest <laughs> island you can have, is Tiara Mascara. <laughs> I said Thera Mascara, didn't I? No. Therma. Therma? Therma Mascara. Anyway. <laughs> it, it was great. I actually, I really enjoyed the Amazons, and I wish there was a lot more of that. And I, I actually thought, cool. like, we it, enjoyed it two weeks ago, so. I thought it transitioned over to the real world too quickly. I would have loved to see more of that. Well, I'm glad they left it in theaters long enough for the casual fans to get around to watch. (laughs) (laughs) According to Google, $571.8 million U.S. dollars so far. Sounds like a hit. A little bit. Let's do some streaming. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Heat them up. Ooh, streaming. Well, Jordan watched something. Oh, I did. <laughs> I see a little glow about him. <laughs> There's a yeah. new show I- on Netflix. Tell us all about it. Glow! What's that stand for? The gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Now, does anybody remember Glow? Do you remember Glow? Uh, I I will admit that I do not remember Glow. I feel like very vaguely, like there was something about it. I remember it (laughs) a little. (laughs) As like, Cliff, you look like you really remember it. No, not really. (laughs) Was it out during like the real height of WWF? Yes. Like when I think it was actually, I think what I saw were like reruns. At one point, they were running at like. 11 o'clock at night, because yeah. my understanding is it ran 
like on Saturday mornings in some locations is what I'd heard. I'm but not sure. Yeah, it's something it I was, was kind of aware of or heard of, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was, as I remember it being, and I haven't watched Glow uh, on Netflix, I just remember it being completely ridiculous. Like, they took wrestling to a level it never needed to go to. I watched like the the documentary that was on Netflix. I think that's the only time ago. I'd ever heard of it. Yeah, before was the documentary, oh. which I never saw. But. And I I thought like they said like it lasted maybe three years. Yeah, it wasn't around it a wasn't, long yeah. time. So talk but about. So, I think there were even one or two of the ladies that actually went on to you know like WWF. Yeah, there was yeah there was some crossovers there. So. I I thought it was I mean it was one I've been looking forward to. There I think there's ten episodes total. They're all around a half hour. The the first episode's like forty minutes, so it's mm-hmm. a little bit longer. But I had seen a clip, Allison Bree was on a talk show and she it's the scene that opens the show and it's her out in an audition giving this impassioned speech and they're like, ah, sorry, you're reading the man's part. That's great. Your part great. is sorry, do you need another cup of coffee, sir? That's so a great like, trailer. It's just a a, a Throws you right into her world as a struggling actress, especially before we were all woke. That, uh, you know, (laughs) there are no good parts for women. She's been struggling out in Los Angeles for years trying to reach this dream as an actress. And And when I first saw that trailer, I didn't realize that was her. Like, because she looks very plain at first. They've kind of unglamorized her. Where on community, she was, you know, beautiful young. Miss Pretty Thing. Christy had to point it out to me that who that was for me to recognize her. Yeah, it's a, definitely they made an effort to make her look plainer. I think probably so, so it'll look more drastic when she glams so, up. So what happened was they when they started this up, they they hired actresses. They didn't hire wrestlers. Yeah, that's the first episode. There's basically a, she gets a, a casting call because they're not casting her in anything normal. They just want a pretty face. so And it's Mark Marin is the director. And this is the role he was born to play. <laughs> he is amazing. It's like him. he's not even acting. Right. This is There's no method involved. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. is just so sarcastic and so, de- you know, that depressed kind of like, what am I even doing here attitude. And he is wonderful in this. How many episodes have you watched? Uh, two. Okay. I watched the first one. So, um, yeah, they just do a casting call and they're like, hey, we're going to do this wrestling. And if you don't want it. You can leave now, and half the people leave because they're like, yeah. "What is this?" And it's like, "Yeah, you made it." Uh, I don't. We can't just save lines, but yeah, it was good. So yeah, it's just people. They weren't going out to book a wrestling show. There's like, okay, right. we'll try this. None of them had any skill or particular yeah, athleticism. They had to completely learn, yeah, how to wrestle. Um, Quotation marks. Do you remember? Uh, there's a, a a friend of hers has a boyfriend. Yes. Just so you know, that happens to be Rich Sommer. Say what? <laughs> you know that gentleman? I that just, lucky gentleman? I just talked to him again <laughs> <laughs> ice cream a few, you know, a few days ago. But I was just like, oh my gosh, he came in the window. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I see him everywhere now. But his wife in that show, I believe it's like Betty Gilpin, something like that. She is, the, She's the best friend in this show. And she is also the best friend in American Gods, the blonde lady. 
You're, Michael, you watched that, right? Yes. She was the wife, like the distraught wife. Oh, yeah, yeah, and she yeah. she killed it in that show, and she's doing really well in this one, too. So I what? think she's yeah. about to become a big star, I think. Yeah, she, yeah, she was great I, in American Gods. Like, actually, after having watched this, I, I had to stop and think, was she in Wonder Woman? Because she could have easily been in Tierra <laughs> Mascara <laughs> and fit right in. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I I, lo- I enjoyed the first episode. Also, I, I'm so I'm I'm gonna watch it. Tyler's interest. I like Mark Maron, and yeah, I'm gonna try to get Christy to watch that one. I think she would yeah. like it. All right. Uh, they had some more details about the Star Trek thing on CBS. Comes out September 24th. That's Discovery. Is that right? Yes. I, I hear it's coming to Netflix. Like, there's some. There was something about it, the whole series will be on oh, Netflix. Uh, I think not in this country. Okay. I think you're, I think that sounds right. I guess I think it's every country but ours. Okay. Well, I thought they were doing it so you'd buy the app. Why right. would they put it on Netflix? Right. That's what I thought well, was weird. Well, that's, they're just doing it to us. Mm-hmm. But the, and <laughs> they're splitting, is. they're doing the same thing all, a lot of these shows do. They're splitting the season in half. If Star Trek taught us anything. It's that we should come together as nations. And not have dumb rules for Netflix. It's just Star Trek. <laughs> okay. You can say that again. <laughs> anyway, they, Beam they're just, up, they're just gonna have like eight episodes, starts September 24th, and then they'll come back in January and do it again. To drag out this, your CBS all access pa- pass, you know, you have, I think it's $5.99 a month, $9.99 without commercials. Um, you, what they're gonna do, that, Date they will show the first half hour episode on CBS cable, mm-hmm. and then they'll show the have the first two episodes on the app, hoping okay. that you just can't st- stop yourself. You got to watch yeah. that second episode, and then it'll still only release weekly because they want you to keep your membership. So. I think well, that's I'm- gonna. They're good. I, I just think in the long run they're gonna screw themselves with this. Well, I'm depending on Michael to figure out how to. <laughs> Get this for free, oh, yeah. yeah. But not just. For, I don't. I don't want it just for free. I want it for free without commercials. Oh, you're pushing it. Because I'm not paying. I can get you good enough. I don't know if I can get you excellent. Yeah, I think that you know some. I don't know where the bubble bursts with this stuff, but I. I think they're probably going to do all right with it. People are going to get well, it. Well, it's. The problem with this is there has been a huge backlash with this whole Star Trek Discovery from the get-go. Like, them messing with the insignias, the uniforms they're wearing. Like, people are really nitpicking this series apart. Well, I heard it was... Well, I saw the preview, but they were taking it a little Star Wars-y. Yeah. I didn't like that. I thought, this doesn't look so bad anymore. (laughs) But they're really, according to them, they're really into the world building behind the series, and hope. I mean, hopefully, it's good. But so far, it seems like there's been more backlash about it than anything. Wasn't this just taking advantage of cord cutters? I mean, getting you to you know, it's only on the app. You got you can't. I don't know. We're in this weird, like, they're trying to figure out how they can squeeze as much money out of us as possible because everyone is cutting the cord. Right. Well, I, I think, to find I mean, ground. 
I just think it's worse for the people that actually still have cable. In a way, it is. Yeah, know, because now they got to do both. Right. If you want to watch a show, well, you're not willing to give up your cable, but yet you still have to pay. Here's an, another upcharge for this we stupid app. Yeah. We saw a trailer. I did anyway. Came out this week for Wet Hot American Summer. Ten years later, any of you guys fans of that? I I love the movie, but I kind of forgot the show was out, so I need to catch the, up. Yeah, the uh, the show was first day of camp. Yeah, um, which it was good, and you know whatever they had the end of summer. It was the last day of camp, wasn't it? The movie, right, right. And then, yeah, they went and had the series, I think probably eight or ten episodes, where they went back 15 years later and played themselves a, you know, a few months earlier <laughs> in the timeline. And then now, August 4th is when the, it comes back and it's ten years later, which that's the deal at the end of the movie. They decide they're going to come back here. Mm-hmm. I think it was like nine. They even pick what time they're <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm busy. you know. But anyway, they, it looks good. Paul Rudd and Elizabeth so Banks. So it still would be a period movie because it's still set in the Paul, past. Wait, Paul Rudd, Elizabeth Banks, Rich Summer, you know, the whole <laughs> the whole gang, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Now, what was that trailer that we were just talking about that had um, Kevin Peel? Keep going. Why why do I even try? But it had all your favorite actors in it, it, but you didn't like the roles they were in. Oh, the. uh, Is it Kenneth Peel or. uh, Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel. Key and Peel. But I don't think it's. uh, It's it's not him, though. It's. It's the other guy. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) It's a different gentleman? (laughs) Yes. It's. Uh, it's Keegan. Keegan Michael Key? Yes. Of Key and Peel? Yes. That's what I'm talking about. But it's not Jordan Peel. <laughs> well, he was half and half there anyway. We give him credit. Okay. like flipping a coin. That's, he was basically perfectly right for Michael speak. He was right on point. <laughs> What's the show called? Yeah, what are you talking about? Um, you shared the. I, this is riveting. I even showed it to Christy and she wanted to watch it, but I'm trying to think what the name of it. Am I the only one that clicked on it when Michael shared it? No, me? actually, I shared it. Michael. You shared it. I, I shared it before you did. I have no, no idea. What you're talking it's about. called Friends from College. Oh, that looked terrible. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. By the way, yeah, get a cast list of that because everyone in this show is what? someone I love mm-hmm. from something else. And then I watched the trailer, and I was like, every one of these people is so unlikable. They're so annoying. that There's no one I would ever want to spend time with. I agree. I saw that, and I was like, this looks terrible. I'm not interested at all. Oh, good. Are you watching the trailer? (laughs) (laughs) I was looking back in our feed of the other trailer I put. Kobe Smulders. Kobe Smulders, yes. Love Michael Key. Love him. That's, that's all we know. It's got both of the people I love. I got Fred, the lady Fred from Savage. Fred Savage. Yeah. Is in it. Got the lady from Agents of Shield. Right. Love her too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's got that one dude that's on a Hulu series that he plays a horrible guy with this other girl. That's the one guy I don't like. <laughs> the guy or the guy from the series that the. 
Whatever. We're Mind not, Hunter. We're not watching it. My, right. What? Mind Hunter is a show uh, David Fincher has coming to Netflix Friday the 13th of October. It's supposed to be 1979 FBI guys talking to ser- serial killers. Sounds very a la mm. Hannibal Lecter, but they're... I don't know. It sounded. I like David Fincher, and he's directing the first two episodes, kind of like he did House of Cards, and got that show started off. And everybody will have to binge it because two weeks after that is Stranger Things. Ooh. Did anyone watch the uh, trailer to the Groundhog Horror movie? Had the big yes. baby face. No. In the trailer, did you? What did you think of it? I feel like I saw that trailer. I felt I felt deja vu, honestly. Yeah. I felt like I've seen that trailer months ago. Oh, Happy Death Day. I swear I'd seen that before, but then I saw people share like, "Oh, this looks like a cool new movie." So I don't know where I'd seen it. I don't it. even know what you're talking about. And in, in the trailer, this girl wakes up, does the walk of shame. Later that day, she gets killed. And right when she gets killed, she wakes up in the exact same spot, and the whole event. So it's just like the Groundhog. Premise, but she's trying to solve her own murder. Yeah, she's trying to survive, and she keeps getting killed different ways, and and even like when maybe she's been been hanging out in Super Nintendo Land, and even when she like defeats the guy or whatever, she still ends up getting killed. Like it looked interesting enough. It was a nice little kind of loopy horror movie. Hmm. I expect a full report. And. We're on well, they just did the same sort of thing. They had a movie called Before I Fall. I feel like you shared the shared the trailer or something. Oh, maybe that's why I saw a trailer for a movie exactly <laughs> awesome. like Yeah, I mean, it's just another Groundhog Day thing. But it was this girl that gets in a wreck at the end of uh, this day. She's out with her friends in the middle of the night or whatever, and she gets in a wreck. Yeah, okay. That's, that's probably what you the, saw okay. the first time, yep. yeah. It's exactly the same plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds right. Because that's exactly what she was doing in that. But So two of us watch one of the movies, and two of us watch the other, and we'll yeah. have seen them all. I'll just watch Groundhog Day again. Um, uh, I've been, I was talking to Seth the other day, and I was talking about Shudder. I've been trying that out. Um, and it's a horror movie app. And hmm. because uh, Elijah Wood has his own like horror company called... Oh, but anyway... He had a movie out called Cooties that was cute about, um, I, sh- I think I shared the trailer to you guys, but. So it'd be Cooties. Cooties? So it was cute. It was cute. It's Cooties cute. Trying to make <laughs> hashtags here, people. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was where like one of the kids at a school, it was like a summer school, one of the kids, uh, eats a bad chicken nugget and they all turn into like murderous zombies and all the teachers have to get together and try to defend themselves. And it wasn't half bad. Uh, but what I found very interesting on one late night was called, uh, murder, party. murder, murder, murder party. Murder party. And talking with Steph, you were telling me that that's You tried to tell me about it. I was like, yeah, I know exactly what it is. I haven't seen it, but it's. Yeah. From the guy who made Blue Ruin and Green Room, Jeremy Solnier, yeah. making Blair in it, I believe, and it, it, it's this guy's first movie, so. And it's a low budget horror flick done very well, very subtle horror. It's basically about him finding, it seems like it's, it, you can't figure out where it's set, 
like what time period because they do have cell phones, but they almost look like they're flip phones, but kind of looks like it's the 80s, but this it kind of looks like the 90s. very similar to It Follows was like that, where they, they had phones, but it felt like 30 yeah, years ago. It, you couldn't tell, but it's basically he finds this invitation to this party and gets dressed up and goes there. And within five seconds, he finds out that they're going to murder him for art. And then all these kind of weird events happen that I don't want to give it away, but it's worth checking out and watching of what happens to the people involved in it. And, and it, it was actually really yeah, good. You say you paid money for some sort of I app? did. I actually paid five ninety nine for the Shutter app through Amazon. But I did get a week free trial. <laughs> I, I thought it was worth <laughs> there it. There we go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Before we leave streaming, if you guys don't have anything else, I, I finished House of Cards season five. It was fine. I finished the first season of Handmaid's Tale. I watched episode one of Handmaid's Tale. Yes, it's pretty That's depressing. Extra pretty woke. depressing. depressing yes. Really depressing. Very. I don't think it's I like can double watch woke. Depressing right yeah. now. <laughs> it's um, I liked it. I like Elizabeth Moss. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed it. There there was. The last episode, though, they made a choice in music that was so way too on the nose that I just cringed, and it almost kind of ruined it for me. I won't. I won't. I don't know that I'll go back and revisit it after the first. And I watched the first couple episodes of season five, Orange Is the New Black, and I was like, kind of what ifs. Yeah, I kind of was too. So, well, don't forget about streaming and. The Powerless episode. Yeah, we stream. Yeah, Hulu and YouTube. Yeah. And we'll do that. We're crossing streaming into TV right here. You have failed this city. Run, Barry, run. Marvel and DC on TV. I am Supergirl. What's your name, darling? Agent Powerless. Powerless. Tell us all about it. It's cool. And why were we watching this? Why was this yeah, released? We, there was a major thing we, didn't we really haven't talked have about. an episode to talk about. Right. Well, unfortunately, one of the greatest Batman that ever lived yeah. said his final bat call, bat curtain, and called it a night. A dark night. <laughs> oh, there you go. Adam West. Yes. Little, I, 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 mean, love, I love that Batman. I love that old show. I, I do, too. Watching night. I don't, but that doesn't mean I don't respect. Right. Yeah, you know. I just love. I love that look. I love the. I loved how colorful that show was when, mm-hmm. you know. I like the nostalgic of the st- the st- nostalgia of it. Of remember growing up like it was always on right. somewhere. Yeah, well, he was just so good. He was so charming. He was, and the way he, you know, it was a campy show that he was so. Straight, he played Batman so straight laced. He, yeah. And, and I heard somebody the other day say, you know, Adam West didn't, he was never the Dark Knight Batman. He was the Cape Crusader. Right, yeah. That's, you know, it was Batman and Robin. <laughs> My son and I stood in a, a store, a local store here. They uh, were showing, is it <laughs> Retroland, Super Retroland? Yeah. Well. They were playing Round the Clock, the, that movie. Batman the movie. And he's like, the part where he's like, coming down, uh, Robin's flying the helicopter. Yeah. Batman's on the ladder over the water and he dips him down. He's trying to land him on a boat, dips him down the water and comes back out and there's a shark Mm -hmm. on his leg and he, Robin gets, Robin has to get out. Yeah, well, there was all, there was the, 
all the different repellents before mm-hmm. they found the shark repellent. Then Robin just climbs down to give it to him. And like, who's flying the freaking <laughs> backcopter? I don't know, but the best was he sprays it all over the shark. The shark falls, and when it hits the water, it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick, Nick just looks at me like, what in the world is this? It's like, that's Batman. Yeah, yeah I love uh, when he, he has the giant bomb. That he's yeah. trying to get rid of, and he's running around, and he can't find any place to put it, and he runs it to throw it in the water, and, and then there's like a, a mother duck and some baby ducks, and he can't <laughs> oh, throw yeah. it in there. There's never, you know, you can never find a good place to throw a ball. Those costumes were just good. I loved, I loved all those costumes. Uh, anyway, uh, did you guys per, in particular? What? How do you rank your Batman's? I think we've discussed this before, but I. Uh, does he even rank for you? Because he's got, he's up there for me as far as a nostalgic Batman. I mean, are you Keaton? Well, Keaton? I mean, I don't want to be negative after the man passed, but I, it's so strange. This show single-handedly, I'm not saying it's bad or it's wrong or whatever, but it changed people's perception of an entire art form for decades. In a bad way. In a different way like it, it made people like that when people saw comics they thought adam west batman mm-hmm. and comics fought desperately to get away from that for a long 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 time so it just that show had such an impact beyond the couple years it was on right and the you know the the mania the bat mania when it first came out was huge but it had an impact well beyond that it's just Batman. It Jordan. is just Batman. So, did you guys like the episode? That's fine. Yeah. No, oh, did we even explain what we were talking about? Yeah, we're watching Powerless because they released the Adam West episode. After, yeah, after he passed away, they Powerless has been canceled, but the remaining shows that were filmed were just lost. We were never going to see them. So, after Adam West passed, they released the Adam West episode. And in a lot of ways, I thought it was a very fitting end to that show for me. Hmm. I mean, just kind of how it ended, but... Yeah, it seemed like a season finale that could have been a series finale. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't know if they were coming back, so... Yeah, it wrapped some things up, and, you yeah. know... Yep. And, and they, they made some uh, heavy-handed comments on President Luther being somewhat similar to a... <laughs> Another president that'll go unnamed that you can tell obviously who they were talking about. It's part and of the course. The deepest DC reference they've ever made: Warlord and the planet Scartaris. Yes. Oh yeah, like, there's a good reference. Yeah. Thank you. That was definitely a deep pull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, over I I, I actually I. I it's a little sad that the show's over after watching that episode. I'm oh, like, that theme song. Yeah, the theme was ah. really good. But Adam West was really good in it. He played, you know. Well, like, again. <laughs> he was Adam I don't, West. I don't want to get into it again, like, as Jordan said, because he passed. But to me, he was like the mayor on Family Guy. Like, well, he was the mayor on Family Guy. <laughs> but, I mean, his <laughs> character, like, because Batman wasn't that goofy. The mayor on Family Guy is that goofy yep. as character he was playing. Well, he wasn't playing Batman, though, on the on Powerless. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying, that, yeah. like, Family Guy has had a bigger, a, a as big an impact on his legacy. Oh, Adam West is that weird, goofy guy. Like, that was never his 
public yeah, persona. Because yeah. yeah. when he was playing Batman, he was playing it series. He yeah. wasn't in on the joke, as far as I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're talking TV. We've been watching. Oh, a bunch of stuff has ended recently. Yeah. A couple things this week. Yeah. So I know nobody but Michael's watched American Gods, but that ended its eight episode run. Uh, and I need to get to so finish should, it. So should I find a way to do this? Should it, I rip off stars somehow? You should make a few <laughs> fake email addresses. Yeah. Uh, Michael will tell you how. It was good. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, when I started, I got a weird vibe, and I'm still not sure where it falls, because there are some less than profound moments, like bordering on silly, and then there's weird, like, blood splatter and ultraviolence, and there's gratuitous nudity, and it felt like one of those you know, Spartacus or the Black Sails kind of, like, non-HBO premium cable show yeah. that's just kind of, not bad, but pulpy and more genre. But it also felt like the act, every actor on there was amazing, and it felt like a very prestige drama. So it's some, it's a mix between fun, pulpy, over-the-top and really solid Golden Age of TV kind of drama. So it's somewhere in the middle there, and I'm not quite sure where it is. And but each, I very much like it. Each episode, there is a lot of information to unpack. It, it, it is, it's weird, like, it's not a show that you can watch in the background. It's a show that you have to sit down and pay attention to see what's going on. Because there is, like, this whole give-and-pull relationship throughout the whole show of you're being told about these gods and things, and... What's really going on and what's not happening? Like, there's, it, it's a it's a roller coaster ride of a show. There was out of all the episodes, there was only one that I was wasn't too into. It kind of broke up the the series momentum. But overall, like the finale, the last episode, ooh, that knocked it out of part. That was great. <laughs> there was so many. Like, I don't want to spoil anything, but don't. Like Jordan was telling me the other day, he was exactly correct. It's all, it's great. And every actor in it just gives a killer performance. They're perfectly cast. You know, Ian McShane is kind of the main star, right. but there's so many, you know, you've, uh, I think, uh, your water's about to <laughs> zoom off the desk. Uh, George McFly, what's, uh, Crispin Glover, mm. he's like third build in this show and he's in like two scenes, but he kills it. Uh, uh, Jillian Anderson, she was phenomenal. Is like you can't take your eyes off her, and in any of her scenes, she is just amazing. Dane, Dane Cook is in this show for an episode. I was shocked. And he's great. Yeah, he's great. Shocked. Dane totally. Cook gives a great performance. Jeremy yeah. Davies knocks it out of the park. There's just so many of these great character actors that just even if the show wasn't very good, that the, the, the performances elevate it so high up. So I definitely, definitely recommend it. Well, jeez. Don't hold back. Now I feel like I got <laughs> jazzed up. <laughs> Sugarcoated. Tell us how you really feel. So we also had uh, Better Call Saul Season 3 ended. Yeah, yeah. I have some of that news for Better Call Saul. I can talk about something. Okay. You do I am shocked. <laughs> totally shocked. I'm shocked you have an opinion on the yeah. show you haven't seen. That I A prequel to a show you haven't seen. Yeah. That... Seth's dad loves this show. Oh. And he was asking, like, talking to me 
the other day all about it when I was here for a couple minutes, and I was like, this is not a show I would expect him to be talking about at all. So that's my news of the week. <laughs> okay. Is this true news or fake news? Uh, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I think <clears throat> I heard that he watched some of Breaking Bad when it was a marathon. Well, he said like him and Andy like are really into watching Better Call Saul. Yeah, I know Andy texted me about it some. Uh, yeah, they like it. I don't know whether like I don't know whether e- either of them finished finished watching Breaking Bad. So I don't know. Yeah, I kind of like I I don't have any perspective on what it's like to watch Better Call Saul without seeing Breaking yeah. Bad. I don't know how it could be. As, like, but I mean, as good true. as it's, I think it is, it's rated mature, correct? Or is it's it like not that pe- bad. I, I, I mean, really, I don't think there's anything in it. It's not. It's, not, like it's not as gritty as Breaking Bad. Okay. But that's kind of the problem. We know where everything's heading. So, except for that very, very last scene, right. there weren't a lot of shocks this season. Yeah. Where it was leading. You know, uh, Tio Salamanca, we knew what his fate is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew that was leading, coming. I mean, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, again, just the, the, Mike, who he teamed up with, we knew where that was. Go- like, it, it was a very good season, but I, I was expecting some big shock, something to, to uh, some big cliffhanger to hang on to, what to see next, and it all just sort of, oh, okay, everything I expected right. kind of moved further along. So, yeah. I guess I, the only thing I, the only thing I got from, the last couple episodes was we really saw Jimmy finally do something that was pretty detrimental to someone else. Very selfish. He's really becoming Saul Goodman. Finally, this that was, was that was hard to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, whether he tried to redeem himself or not, or how you know, but he did it. He was he was being very uncharacteristic of what he'd been so far in the show. So we. Definitely getting there. I don't know how many seasons they're going to try to, whether they're going to do one or two more. Or, I don't know how they could do more than two more seasons. I mean, honestly, what do we even have for Mike to do from now on? He wasn't it, even in the final episode. Right. There's been nothing for him to do this season. Yeah. He's already there, you know, so I don't know what, how they could go more than another season, really. It's all basically about what happens to Ray Seahorn's character, you know. Which I didn't, there was a couple surprising moments with her, cause you don't know what's, you know, yeah. we finally got a little resolution with one character, we weren't sure how it was gonna end, and now her. Yeah, it was plenty tense, it was plenty funny, it was plenty exciting, but it just, there wasn't a big plot moment. Right. Except, except for the very, very, very end. Right. It's all, it's all Breaking Bad gravy to me, that's just how I feel about it. So Fargo, what'd you think of Fargo season three? Fargo was another one where I didn't know how they were gonna end it in just one more episode. And then they did, and I don't know. I to be as le- le- fewer spoilers as possible. Like I was really rooting for Nikki. Yeah, Nikki Swango. Nikki Swango, I, uh, great actress. She was great. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Whenever her and Ewan McGregor were on screen, it was electric. I loved both of them. Go on. Yeah, and she's a criminal and did some horrible things. But I was, you know, I was rooting for this to be her redemption tale, and it takes kind of a left turn that I didn't so much like. Agree. Still, it was, again, lots of, you know, super tense, super dramatic, and I I didn't mind the ending. We were left with a bit of a question mark, but it was, it was appropriate, you know, the the themes of this season, I thought it worked. I agree with all that. I, I thought it died a little bit 
late in the season, and then the ninth episode was really great, and the ending was, I kind of felt the same as you. I'd have to rank it my least favorite of the Fargo seasons, yeah. but still, that's, you know, it's got, it's still high praise for it, for that show. I mean, it's a great, great show. I definitely, I hope they do another one. I don't know whether they will I or not. I saw some interview or something, he said he wasn't sure if there was any more. Yeah. So, we, this could be it, yeah. or who knows. I mean, you run out of ideas sometimes, so. So the big news, TV is, speaking of your non-premium HBO content, we got some premium coming, supposedly, okay. Watchmen, right? Yeah. Damon Lindelhoff, supposedly, doing, fulfilling what Adam Moore, I mean, Alan Moore always said, I want to see Watchmen done in every form, <laughs> because that's why I made it as a comic wanna, book, because uh, yeah. I think it can be told in any way. Right. I want an album that's like, <laughs> I want interpretive dance. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Guy's we, not even dead yet. They're stomping on his grave, you know. Do we know anything at all about the series that they're going to be trying to do? No. I don't, I, like, I don't know if they just want to adapt the 12 issues or they want to try to throw in, like, if you want to be multiple seasons of a TV show, do you throw in some of the before Watchmen stuff? Do you invent new stuff? I don't, I don't know if that's a good idea on any part, but. I mean, there's plenty of source material from before Watchmen sitting in your bins. <laughs> that's just it like who's yeah what that wasn't a huge hit so why would they reach there I, I just don't have any idea that movie had some great parts to it great things mm-hmm. to it so I just don't know how you it feels like a lateral move I don't know yeah, how the movie much, was successful right. financially people like it it wasn't a huge flop that everyone hated and we gotta fix it by making a TV show I don't I don't yeah I don't get the rationale. I don't know how you cast people better yeah and things like that like how are you gonna who are you gonna have to be the comedian Jeffrey mm-hmm. Dean Morgan's still alive you know I mean he's still out there who else is gonna do it you know yeah. and and you know I I will say you know, some people are skeptical because of the whole Damon Lindelhoff thing, but if you didn't watch The Leftovers, that was definitely a, it's not for everybody for sure. I would never recommend it to anybody, honestly. Yeah, but it, he's, ba- I mean, he is a talented guy. I was really impressed with that show. And he, you know, I think he stuck the landing and I have faith that he could do something with this, but I just don't know what, I have no idea what direction you would take. It just seems like such an odd play for HBO. I mean, they're not known for taking a property that it has existed forever. And like you said, yeah. you know, number when, one has a was, movie. When was Game of Thrones written? <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> I guess it wasn't, it's not as, Widely known. Yeah, it wasn't that's, that's, the yeah, game-changing yeah. of the genre. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I would, that, that is different. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know why they're reaching there. Whose idea this was? If they had done it first, before there ever was a movie, then that's a great story. story. Yeah, that's perfect. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, but Justin Thoreau, who was the main guy in Leftovers, would make a good blue guy. He's just a... He's a... Good actor. He did a good job in that. Um, speaking of Game of Thrones, this is the last thing I have. Trailer 2 oh, yeah. was epic. When the snows fall and the white winds blow, the lone wolf dies, 
but the packs of ice. And uh, you guys haven't watched the show at all, really, have you? Nope. It's just the um, my hairs were standing up on my arm. <laughs> she, you know, she's reciting Ned's words right. and the pack and all. Oh, just the the all the time that has passed in that show, everything it's building to is just. I'm, I'm so impressed. So excited to. Yeah, I don't want it to end, but I know I want to see it. I, I don't see. want. To, I want to. I feel like I should be doing a rewatch. I feel actually yeah. I feel like I should go read the whole series and then do a rewatch and then it's just it's so complicated and <laughs> like there's no way you could follow everything that's going yeah. on. But I love I love no, that show. So so many little things they show in that in that trailer and you know when. Barrick lights up that sword. It's like, oh yes. Yeah. Where's Where's he been? Yeah, they definitely. That's why HBO is my favorite channel. So they do stuff like this. And I don't want to end. I was just thinking of light up sword and someone in a corner torturing their Kyber crystal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I had a couple shows premiered just very recently. I checked out The Mist on Spite. Oh, oh I was wondering if somebody would watch that. I've been curious me. about that. It uh, it just premiered, and it was an hour-long drama based on the Stephen King novel or short story. Or... It's a, I think it's part of Skeleton Crew. Okay. It's a short story. Did anyone watch the, the movie and like it? And I, I, I did. I watched it when it first came out, and it didn't really. I was like, okay, whatever. I got spoiled when it first came out, and then I, then I, uh, I ended up watching it. But I just rewatched it. It was on one night late, and there's nothing else on. I just started watching it, and I what. I was like, is this a good movie? Do I really like this? I, I got really sucked into it the second time I saw right. it. So I'm not sure. What Do you have an opinion on it? I I enjoyed it. Like, I the what I enjoyed about the movie was, like, how fast you could see society break down in a controlled setting. Like, be, people preying on each other's fears and how that could go so dramatically wrong very quickly. And for that part of the... Because I, I never read the book or anything for that whole concept and how it ended without being spoiled, like it was really enjoyable. To well, the me. book ends that the same way as the movie, just not in as much detail um, the way I remember. I mean, I, I only read it once a million years ago, but I enjoyed the movie also. Well, that's a good point you brought up because the they had you know the season on the mist. They showed a little trailer, yeah, I've seen and that. someone, the one of the women on the show says. We're nine meals away from anarchy. Like, if you miss nine meals, like, society breaks down. Like, we are just on the edge right. of turning on each other. So I think that's what they're going to explore. But, yeah, the first episode introduced a ton of characters, a lot of conflict and drama. The parents have a daughter. They're kind of fighting. Right. You know, the, this the, is so Stephen Yeah, King. it's just very – a lot of family drama, a lot of everyday sort of stuff. And then about – Five minutes before the end, the mist starts rolling in. So you don't get much in the first episode, but I thought it was smart. They said episodes two and three are already streaming on the Spike website or the Spike app. Mm. So you don't get a lot on the first one, but you could jump in and check out the the, the next couple well, that's instantly. Well, that's where I was saying about when they did Handmaid's Tale. They 
put out three episodes and let you really sink your teeth in, and then they hold it back and parse it out. I, I'm interested in it. I the Stephen King. I, I was talking to somebody the other day about this. So, like, I, I think of like needful things and uh, under the dome th- things where it's like. It's a town of like a bazillion characters and how it's all going to come together. You know, you get so many stories involved and it just sounds like this is exactly what I thought they would do if they're going to make it. As as the mist descends, there are like six different locations and each one has different characters in it. So you're going to get a lot of cross-section of this town for sure. That sounds interesting. I mean, Whereas if people aren't familiar with the movie it all happens in a grocery store yeah it was very limited to a small yeah. cast and we will forever wonder the whole series if it is going to end the same <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it has a very iconic ending for a story it's like wow I, you know do, cliff do you even know how yeah. it ends it's a crazy ending <laughs> and it and uh so we'll we'll wonder the whole time uh, one yeah. movie that i did catch on a lazy day, um, I was actually surprised I watched it. Was the new <laughs> Power Rangers movie, and it was actually decent. Like I was surprised how decent in this new one with the yeah Elizabeth the brand Banks new one. Yeah, it got good it reviews was, for you know the people who normally hate those kinds yeah, of movies, right, like action it, movies. Right. Yeah, I heard also from someone they it was done movies. very well. The characters were good. Although, it kept throwing me out, the guy that played the Red Ranger, it was obviously that he was a Zac Efron knockoff. Like, there were so many... Winky? So which one is that? (laughs) 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 Cliff knows what I'm saying. (laughs) But anyway, like, there were several times where he looked at you, and it was this weird, like, he looked exactly like Zac Efron, and you're, you're wondering, like... Did he get this job because he looks like Zac Efron or he can actually act? But it was – I love what they did with the story elements for the property that's based off of. It actually went into some history of Zordon and uh, Rita and how things happened. And it, Was it as dark and serious as it looked or was it, did it have some of that – It was kind of middle of the road. Fun, it wasn't fun at all because it, it, it didn't look very fun. It was enjoyable enough for teenagers to get into. It had plenty of angst, but there was still some lightheartedness to it. Uh, it, it was very like this is a dysfunctional group of kids coming together for th- this big threat that's coming to that town. And all in all, I was very pleasantly shocked of how much I was into watching it. Still a Voltron ripoff. I don't care what anybody says. And one more show premiered recently. I can't. I'm shocked you didn't bring up Blood Drive. Oh yeah! Did you watch? Did you I watch did. Your Blood Drive? <laughs> I did. Oh, Macho Man, there. Fifth gear all the way, baby. <laughs> did you watch both episodes? I didn't watch that on a lazy day. <laughs> I, I only watched the first one. Uh, okay. Yeah. There's I, two out as we speak. Okay. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's very pulpy. It's you know race cars who run on human blood. And it's basically all the racers in there get injected with something, so they have to. It's it's got a very Roger Corman uh, feel to it. Uh, what was that Death Race? Yeah, yeah. It has that vibe to it with all these pulpy things thrown into it. I liked it. It was good. I enjoyed it. I liked all the elements. Like it. It's set in 1999. 
and the <laughs> world is you know the the uh, Y two K is coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like uh, they explain a little more in the second episode that because of fracking, these earthquakes have destroyed America, and things we found things underground. They call them unnatural resources. So they found some odd fuels and and uh, different uh, not fossil fuels, but like evil. Black, black blood of the earth kind of fuels. I, I was a little surprised in the first episode that I didn't think they were going to throw sci-fi into it also and without giving it away. Like, so I was actually surprised at one part, uh, but it's just one of those things. It's fun. It's, it's a whole lot of fun. And they did, there was like a fake commercial. Yeah. They did uh, like, Tired of getting blood stains on your clothes? Try this detergent. Like they made, you know, goofy commercials. And at the end, there was a phone number. It's like anything you, you know, call this number if you're offended by anything you saw or if you have opinions. Like they're trying to, you know, get controversy or whatever. It, it in a weird way, to me, felt very Robocopy. Like it had that kind of vibe to it of, you know, how they had the dystopian Detroit yeah. and, with the fake commercials and all that, it, it was very. It had that kind of vibe to it. With I love it when I talk and people just start smirking around. <laughs> Cliff and I are just out uh, over here listening. I can see you typing. I know what you're typing. Uh, hashtag, you're all bastards. But it was also like yeah, super. I know you are is what you said. <laughs> By the way. Did I really? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was super dirty for being on yes, Sci-Fi Channel. Was. They like, dropped the F-bomb like 40 times. What? Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, That's what gosh. I didn't realize if it was Sydney. really on TV or if it was streaming. And they or? put black boxes over some nudity. Yeah. So I don't know if that was... If, it's unedited online or anything, but no, they still, I watched it online. They still had the boxes. It so I'm sure they're dirty like, on Sci-Fi. There'll be an uncut version mm-hmm. of it. Uh, they're pushing with what, what they can get away with, obviously. Like, there was one part they had to keep their adrenaline up, and it got very down and dirty. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a show that knows exactly what it is, and it knows exactly what audience yes. is going for, and it's just just going for it. Cool. Hmm. So I don't think it's for me, but it sounds yeah. interesting. I'm glad they make stuff like this. There you go. That may be it, guys. Unless you got something on your car. Well, the only last thing I have is... Sega! Okay. Tell us all about this. All the Sega... All the Sega... (laughs) (laughs) All the Sega games ever made are coming to your mobile phone in Sega Forever. And... and Now what? Not your mobile phone? Mobile? (laughs) What'd I say? Mobile phone. Okay, phone, phone. That thing that you type on and you see the pictures and you play the games on and you suck your soul into it, you're going to get Sounds to be like, able yeah, to play. Way too much Cosby. Way too much Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get to play with it, Weege. You never got to play with it before. <laughs> but yeah, so Sega's coming to your phone and you can get to play all your the games that you grew up on. Like for me, it was Sega Genesis all the way, so... I I would be a little excited to play some of those games like the original Road Rash and things like that. So, hmm. well, I was a Nintendo kid. Is there a, is there a like Marvel and DC kids or are there Sega and Nintendo kids? Because I never. Oh played yeah. Oh well, and yeah. we didn't talk about. That's what I was going to remind you. Yeah, Atari's Go coming back. There's 
I was an Atari kid. And Atari was in the original Blade Runner movie. Because there was someone that brought that up about the new movie. About seeing Atari in it. And now we're, we're finding out that they're going to be releasing some type of console. Was it in the original movie? And someone went back and said, yeah, Atari was in the original movie also in the background. So what was the art thing you were doing that's in Cleveland? It was... Uh, a one-day art event showing all the wonderful art that were on the original Atari games that Tons. were very neat. Like, I thought it was something that we would all be interested in going and checking out. Because, you know, back in the days of comic books ads, they had all the Atari uh They had many comics and, that came in the games. Yeah. 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 And, and, yeah. and, you know, and they, they all looked much more yes. epic than you ever could get on the screen. <laughs> well, yeah, they did. <laughs> But it was like I, it's I, amazing your imagination back then playing those games. Oof. Like, but I believe it was like from someone's private collection. I just found it by accident, and it's like, wow, that is really neat. So. Yeah, I like that old. It's all nostalgia stuff. We like to go back and look at. When is what? What is Atari coming out with? I mean, it's a new console for like. It's got wood on it too. It's got wood on it. It's got wood on it. I mean, they haven't it's, put out a yeah. Uh, I don't. I, I haven't heard details. Jaguar was the last system they released, and how many years ago was that? Yeah, I mean, that was around Sega Genesis era. Okay. Hmm. Um, so, what happens? We need to do some sound offs. Like you can find. Well, yeah, us. you can find us at the the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, and when we post this show, we may use a hashtag. So let's go through what our list is we got here. Not as many as last week. We have a, a yeah. few gems here. We got. Uh, and what yeah. were you guys calling this, Michaels? You're the hashtag machine. The hashtag yeah, machine. You're the hashtag machine. You, oh yeah, you're a walking, talking hashtag. <laughs> got uh, yesterday's bread. <laughs> C. <laughs> it's a little highlight reel, really. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Mustachio cart. Corrective Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, Pratify. I'm not going to leave that one out. Kevin Peel. <laughs> Robocopy. Robocopy. <laughs> Mobile Thumb. And what I think we're... I'm just going to feel pretty sure what we're going to go with. The old Tierra Mascara. Yep. <laughs> You'll have to get the spelling of that for me so I can hashtag it. <laughs> Hashtag Tierra Mascara. <laughs> Alright. So on your many posts and shares about our great content, please use the hashtag Tierra Mascara. Yes. For this episode. Um, find us on Facebook, www.udownwithkpp.com. That's pretty much And my favorite part of the powers epi- powerless episode was him wearing the shirt of his podcast. Like, please give us five stars on iTunes. I was like, oh, that's a familiar refrain. <laughs> Great review. <laughs> that's it. As always, I am the puppet. <laughs> Michael, the illustrious K. Easton, ready to rock on out of here. Like yesterday's bread. Like yesterday's bread. <laughs> so hot and so fresh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> By definition, yesterday's. Never mind. Don't start I, coming up I, with. 
freaking more hashtags. I'm about to go get in my car, fill up with human blood. I'm Jordan Love. From <laughs> home. I just feel rather robocopy. Breaker breaker ten four. Cliff parts. <laughs> Drive a semi truck. <laughs> they just keep coming. I'm uh... <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna jump in my mustachio cart and head out of here. Goodbye forever. Kapow, the pop culture podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. Now, what was that trailer that we were just talking about that had um, Kevin Peel? <laughs> no, I don't know. Keep going. Why, why don't you even try? No.